This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another Gangplank Report. You've heard Adrian and Jen talk about the most recent episode of this hit Bravo series. Now it's time to hear from you, the superfans. It's time for the bonus episode of the Gangplank Report. And here they are, Adrian Gang and Jennifer Bennington. Hey gang, welcome back to another Gangplank Report superfan episode. This week we are talking to Rob, who I met on Twitter. We just started talking through the Gangplank account. He is a big Below Deck fan, and he is here to chat with us. Hey, Rob, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good, Jen. Just here doing this. Yeah. Really awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Awkward is fun, but this is really chill. People need to know. I think people are afraid that this is a little scary, but it's kind of like talking on the phone a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Except you're talking to some old lady, <laughs> which is kind of weird <laughs> in the internet world. <laughs> oh no, you're lovely. You're really kind and sweet. Oh, thank you. So I know a little bit about this, but how did you get involved in Below Deck? I got involved with Below Deck Med season two. Um, mm. I was watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and then I saw the ad for the first female captain, and I was like, I gotta check that out see what right. that's all about mm-hmm. so are you mostly a med fan or do you like all the incarnations of the show i like all incarnations i do have a soft spot for hannah like hannah is my favorite chief stew so yeah yeah i understand that i have a soft spot for her too and now with ava with the pictures on instagram i'm like totally over the moon following that too (laughs) she's a sweet baby she does yeah she looks really sweet yeah hannah's like happy and glowing now so it's nice to see that what happened on the show didn't like affect her real life. You know what I mean? It was crazy to watch and angering for a lot of people. I'm basically talking about myself there. But... Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm right with you. Like as soon as she left the boat, I was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Peace out. I'm done with this. <laughs> did you boycott last season or did you watch? I boycotted. Um, yeah, Katie seems like she- She's really cool, but I'm like, I'm sorry. I could deal with Sandy or Malia. I just can't deal with both of them. Yeah. Yeah, they are kind of, and maybe that's the thing. I don't think I've ever really looked at it that way, that it's the combination of the two that sets me on my heels and makes me want to not. And maybe I could deal with one or the other, but just not both. That's a very good point. I hadn't considered it. Yeah, I know. I think Sandy, like she does have her faults. But Mm -hmm. I think I could deal with her a little bit more than with Malia because 
Sandy's a little bit more honest, whereas Malia tries to find a way to not make it her fault. Like, oh, this happened because you broke the rules. Oh, gosh. You and I are going to be best friends because that's how I see it, too. (laughs) I definitely see it that way. And Adrian has said a lot because she knows both of them. And she said that Sandy does stupid things sometimes, but she doesn't come from a place of bad intention where Malia is manipulative. And I do find that to be worse. I think it's easier to forgive somebody who's not really thinking when they do something to hurt you versus somebody who's actively looking for ways to make themselves look good and you look bad so they look better, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, Malia's a complete opportunist. It's really <laughs> obvious to see. I mean, like, it's great that she was the first woman bosun, but like, mm-hmm. there are other female deckhands that could have been a better first female bosun. That's a very good point. Gosh, I love you already. This is fantastic. Well, we have a little bit of a surprise for you here. Adrian has been stuck in the Bahamas. But she wanted to, even though she's not quite back home yet, she wanted to pop in and say hello. And I see she just popped up. Hey, A. Hi. Hi. Hey, A. How's it going? It's going good. Awesome. How are you? I'm good. I am about three hours away from my house. So that's exciting. Yay. I just got back from the Bahamas at about seven o'clock this morning. And we finally got the boat docked. And now I am on my four-hour drive home. So excited to be headed home. Yeah, I told Rob that I wanted to try and get you to tell the story of what happened to the yacht next to you while you were down there. Oh my God. So we got stuck there a couple extra days because of the weather. We were supposed to leave on Monday to come back and the current was really strong, but at the same time, the weather, the wind was really, really bad. And just to make that point, The 150 foot boat that was next to us, the captain got a little bit cocky and thought he would try to take the boat off of the dock and ended up smashing up the entire side of the boat. Like, I hope he gets some kind of a volume discount on paint because he's going to need it. And my captain walked over to him and was like, are you sure that's a good idea? It's a little sporty out there. And the guy was like, whatever, old dude, like, I'm not going to. Yeah, and sure enough, we watched him for about 30 minutes just bounce that thing off the dock and scrape every scrap of paint on the port side of the boat. He's an idiot. It was, yeah. It was hard to watch, I mean, but he did it to himself. So I'm curious to know if the guy still has a job or not. Somehow I doubt it, but yeah, it was just on some level, at some point, you just have to make those kind of calls, whether it's going to be more unsafe for the boat and the crew and everybody else involved or whether it's worth it to try to risk it and that clearly was not worth it to try to risk it and he yeah did some damage to the boat he's gonna have to get a full paint job on that side of the boat for sure so good grief that's crazy because when you were saying you were trapped down there i'm thinking storms you know like gilligan's island level storms but then when you showed me the dock and it wasn't raining and i saw how high the water was it made more sense and that's the kind of stuff that you contribute to my knowledge base that i would never understand without somebody who's there Oh yeah, we had 30 to 40 knot winds going. Like that's nothing to sneeze at, especially when you're in an upright boat that requires to be able to get off the dock. We were actually pinned to the dock, which is part of the problem that happened to him. 
and why he got so banged up because the wind was just putting him straight on the dock. I mean, there was no ands, ifs, or buts about it. He was stuck on the dock. So he was using everything he had to try to get off the dock. But because the current was also ripping at the same time, it just kept pushing him right on to it. So crazy, you know, live and learn. Yeah. It's going to be an expensive mistake on somebody, but yeah. Yeah. He might be finding a new career as a painter. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Well, usually Rob, we do the questions. If you have any for Adrian at the end of the show, but since she can only pop in for a few while she's got connection, is there anything that you would want to ask her about how the show's filmed or the job in general? My question, I think is what has been your favorite yacht on any of the below deck seasons? Oh, good question. My favorite yacht on any of the seasons, I think, you know, some of them, it's really hard to tell from what's being shown of the boat, what good shape or not it's in. There was a boat that was on, I want to say it was season two or three, maybe, of OG that was called something else. And now it's called Rhino. And that's a stunning boat. I have a really good girlfriend who was the chief stew on the boat after it sold and changed the name and everything. I'd have to look back and see what the boat used to be called, but it's called Rhino now, like the animal. Mm -hmm. And it's a beautiful boat. It really is like top-notch interior. Everything looks really nice. My boat was like the budget version of everything, honestly. (laughs) They didn't have a very big budget. So the boat that we ended up with was kind of drab and it was older and it didn't have some of the nicer, newer features of a lot of the boats that are out there now or the boats that we see on the show now. But I would say Rhino is probably my favorite one so far. So I'd have to look that up and send you the link so you can see it. But the interior is just beautiful and they've updated it several times too so I think that helps but I would say that's definitely my favorite boat but I was gonna say I was gonna give you another little anecdote about something that happened to me on this trip because even though I didn't really get to see most of the episode on Monday night because our satellite on the boat kept going out and I was I was so frustrated I'm sitting there watching it I'm like no why can't you cut out during the commercials this is awful (laughs) um but Jen explained to me a little bit about what happened on the episode with the tip thing and Kaylee I think is her name Kaylee the new girl getting some of the tip yeah and interestingly enough on this charter we had a girl who is brand new to the boat and pretty new to yachting she's only been doing it for about six months and the agreement that she had with the captain when she got on board the boat for this trip is that she was going to be on board in a non-tipped position training with the girls who have been on the boat already. And she agreed to that. She was perfectly fine with it, but she did such an unbelievable job that at the end of the charter, when he got the whole crew together, excluding her, he gave her some task to go do so that we could all talk amongst ourselves. And he said to the entire crew, what do you guys think? It's up to you. Either all of us do it or none of us do it. Do you think she deserves a seventh of our tip? Because there were seven of us crew members. Do you think she deserves a seventh of the tip? That means everybody sacrifices about $400. But if you think that she did a really good job and it was worth it, then we'll do that. And all of us unanimously agreed immediately that she was a rock star and she did an amazing job. And she absolutely deserved every penny of that. So in a normal situation like that, especially when you've got somebody coming on partway through the charter, I guess Lee could have mitigated that entire situation and prorated her tip based on the amount of time that she was there. 
if you cut it into thirds, if you cut an individual tip into thirds and say, this is for each day, and she came in a day and a half in, then just cut that in half and then prorate it. And that would have mitigated all the drama of, well, are we going to share our tip with her or not? Like it would have been pretty lousy if some of the crew members didn't share. I think it would have shown more about their character than anything else. Cause at the end of the day, it was a hundred dollars in the grand scheme of things. They're walking away with about 30 grand in tips at the end of the season is a hundred dollars going to make a difference, but it's the show of gratitude for the fact that you have a third person on the interior. I think that is the stronger point. So there's a couple of different ways that that could have been handled. I think it should have been prorated and Lee should have said, you know, she was here for this amount of time and she did a great job while she was here. So I'm splitting it this way and everybody else gets a little bit more because they were here the whole trip. Anyway, that's just my thoughts. Yeah. I didn't get to give my thoughts because Roy and Jen did their thing this week because <laughs> I was stuck. You were but... trapped. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Well, while you were doing your antidote, I had time to Google away as I do. And Rhino was formerly named Ohana. Ohana. There you go. Mm-hmm. So that's your favorite. My favorite is Parsifal 3. And I don't know why I'm drawn to sailing. I love the show, but I've always, like even back when I was a travel agent and sending people on trips, there was a company and I don't know if it's still around. I've been out of the business for so long. It was called Windjammer. And that was always the boats that I was drawn to visually. Yeah. There's a couple of those in the Caribbean, right? Right. That's exactly where it was. And I am, you know how I am. I have huge Titanic phobia and I'm a chicken when it comes to being on the water period, which is ironic considering how much I love the show. But I think that's part of what I get from the show is this vicarious living kind of thing. There you go. Oh, yeah. Well, what do you think? What's your favorite boat, Rob? I have a lot, but I really did like, I think it was called The Talisman from Below Deck Med season three. Mm -hmm. Okay. There you go. Yeah, it seems yep. like the boats that they choose for the Mediterranean seasons are always a little bit nicer than the ones they pick for OG. I don't know why that is, but I agree. There's some really nice boats that they've used. Ionian Princess is probably the same thing as like BD OG season one, that it was like, nah, this is what we can get for this amount of money because it was the first season they were doing that spinoff. So right. they had a yeah. limited budget, comparatively speaking to now, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I I definitely want to say thank you for doing this. I'm going to jump off, but I'm grateful for this and I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of it tomorrow. All right. Thank you so much for showing up. Love you. Miss you. And I'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Take it easy. And thank you, Rob. Thank you for having me. All right. right. Bye. Bye. Safe travels. Thank you. Okay. And it's back to just you and me, buddy. (laughs) Okay. You could hear how her sound was breaking up a little bit. I'm going to say that out loud here on the podcast so I don't have to edit it later in post. Because <laughs> okay. it's very hard to edit that little Max Headroom sound. <laughs> but yeah, it's tough when she's traveling to be able to, but she definitely wanted to come on and say hi because she knows you're a fan of the show. So, oh yeah. Are you watching this season of OG? uh yeah right now <laughs> i don't know if i'm going to be watching season 10 it just depends who do they decide to bring back yeah so give me your thoughts everybody knows mine i want to hear yours 
about the season in general? Or? In general, yeah. Let's go through the crew. Are you a big Captain Lee fan? I'm getting mixed reviews on people who they love mm-hmm. Captain Lee, but they think that it's time for a switch. Other people are like, he's the face of it. There's no way we're switching. Where do you land in that? I think he was like the better of two evils, but like I lost all respect for him this season. I'm like, okay, yeah, nope. I can't do that anymore. I can't support you. I unfollowed him. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Was it because of how the whole situation was handled with Heather and Raina or what was it yeah. that turned you off? Yeah. It was that because like um, he always had favoritism towards Kate and he's doing that with Heather, someone he barely knew for a few weeks. And like, I'm mm-hmm. like, that's, that's not cool. And yeah. You're saying all the wrong stuff to you're, you're like, you're not trying to stay on the show. Like, that's just my, <laughs> how I feel, like, with how his responses have been. Yeah, and it hasn't been so much on the show that I've seen that stuff, but more on social media or his blogs, Yeah, where I'm seeing, like, what's not said versus what's said. And it has been a little tough for me because I've always been a huge Lee fan. I've bought cameos from the guy for my husband, but I've had that same pull of like, this doesn't add up in the logical side of my brain. Put the emotion aside for a minute, but it doesn't make sense to me that none of this was discussed down there at all because we know how tv shows work and how production works and there are two kinds of reality tv show viewers i found with who i interact with online yeah there are the people who watch it for entertainment and take whatever is given to them on the screen as gospel and that's it and then there are the people who like to pick it apart a little bit and i fall in that camp which camp are you do you like to get into okay what's really real or do you just want to be entertained by it? I think maybe like 75%. It's like the entertainment. But like when I see something like the Hannah situation or what's being, what's happening with Reina, that's when I start to really look at it. Like, right. no, that's not right. <laughs> yeah. If it's something that crosses your moral compass, I guess, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. If you could, I had this discussion with Roy this week we're coming up on the end of the season and you were talking about, you're not sure about coming back for season 10. If you could bring people back, is there anyone from this season who you would want to see back and want to see more of? Fraser. I'd love to see him as the chief stew. Oh, that'd be great. Um, I would love that. Yeah. Like he's kind of mean, but like, he's not, he's kind of like Kate. He does his work really well. And he has like a really witty. Yeah. Rapper core that I think works as a chief studio. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I'm a fan of the snark. So yeah, he's back in my good graces now. He was out for a while because of the Jessica thing, but now he's back in, <laughs> and I would love to have him back. Is there anybody on the exterior that you would welcome back or want to learn more about? I think Wes. I mean, he seems like he's a pretty decent guy. Mm-hmm. I agree. He's normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't normal nice to see on TV on occasion? (laughs) 
I know you can't have everybody be normal because it wouldn't be dramatic enough to watch, but it is nice to have like a normal grounded person on the show. I think <laughs> you need that palate cleanser from all the crazy. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Where are you at chef wise? I think Rachel's done a good job of rehabbing the impression of her that I had last season. Where do you stand with her? This season, she's definitely more likable. Mm-hmm. I get like she's a great chef. I, I never discredited her for that. She right. was like a Me great either. chef and she's still a great chef. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's pretty good. I I like her. Mm-hmm. Cool. But yeah, this one has been, I don't know, it's been a little bit of a slog to get through for me. It hasn't, I don't know if cohesive is the right word, but it hasn't felt very cohesive to me. It feels kind of a little scattered and I'm not sure if it's because there's so many new people and we kind of aren't really seeing what Eddie's new role is very much. So having him back isn't super helping. I don't know. There's something about it. I still enjoy the show. I'm probably not going anywhere, but there are some changes that I would like to see Bravo make and how they go about, you know, I would like to definitely keep up cast diversity and have them keep their fingers out of it a little less, I think. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with you. I think my hard limit not to be coming back for season 10 would be if they brought Heather back. I'd be like, okay, you, you don't care. So for real, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna support you guys. Yeah. And that's kind of, I've been looking at her Instagram posts and you know how it tags where you're at. Yeah. It says St. Kitts and Nevis. And I'm just like, oh, I hope that doesn't mean what I think it means. Because if so, I don't know if I can do it. She just bugs me so bad, dude. I can't. <laughs> it's like I don't know that I could do a whole nother round of this with her I'm not a fan of people who are so hyper aware of the camera and I mean I think Kate was but how she went about it was in more of a dismissive way almost like yes I know it's here but I'm still going to say whatever comes into my head where Heather just feels a little more contrived and unnatural. Like she's putting on a show for us, I guess. I don't know. How do you see her? I guess like when I first saw the trailer, like I had an instant dislike for her. Like I didn't know why. (laughs) As the season went on, I'm like, okay, my gut instinct was right. She's not, it doesn't seem like she's a nice, sincere person. It seems like she's really fake. Yeah. She's like, okay. Yeah. I've seen Below Deck. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to be the new Kate. I'm going to come out here with, try to be witty. I'm going to be. Yes, exactly. Yeah. There's a book I read uh, a while ago by Malcolm Gladwell called Blink. And it's about the instant impressions you get from people. So I can totally understand where you're coming from, where all you had to do is see her for a second and you just have this judgment call in your head. The psychology behind it is fascinating but it kind of ties in with people who you know, but there's other different tells and things that your brain picks up on that you don't consciously pick up on. And I've definitely had that with her, I think. So we'll have to see where it goes. Are you a fan of Sailing Yacht? Not religiously, but I did tune in to, I think I saw a majority of season two. Mm -hmm. 
it's a different vibe. I think people either like it or they don't. Season one, I was out and I really wasn't even going to watch season two. And Adrian talked me into it and she was like, no, no, you've got to watch. You've got to watch. And I was a lot happier because season one, like uh, that was torturous. Don't go back and watch it if you haven't seen it, because it will only make you dislike it more. Glenn was the only saving grace from season one, which is why there was a whole new cast season two. Yeah. I'm excited to see where they go with it. From what we've heard, Daisy's going to be back, Colin's going to be back, and Gary's going to be back. Mm -hmm. So I'll be interested to see where it goes. But getting used to watching the boat keel over (laughs) because I get motion sick, (laughs) that was tough. (laughs) Yeah. I'm right with you on that. Like, I can't be in a car for more than four hours. Right. You are my Dramamine buddy. That's how from the time that I was little, I was always the kid that was getting sick in a car on a bus. It didn't matter. All right. Well, I just wanted to say thank you for joining me and doing this. It's been fun talking to you every week about the podcast and the show. And I was excited to get you on here. Did you have any other thoughts you wanted to share before we wrap this up? I think I just wanted to clarify how I felt about. Lee, I guess. Oh, sure, um, sure. Yeah, because in seasons past, he seemed pretty decent, but mm-hmm. I think, like you said, it's just my moral compass on this whole issue where I'm like, that doesn't sit right with me. Right. And I don't like how Eddie handled it. I think Eddie's just trying to save his own ass at this point. I'm like, <laughs> okay, you know how this was going to go, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because like, I, agree with uh, you. I did tweet something like, he was like, if Heather said that. And I'm like, I saw that. See, yeah. She doesn't trust you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. If you step, if you want someone to trust you, don't keep saying, well, if she said that. Yeah. Like, if that happened or if that's how Raina it happened. told you. No, if you caught on to this too, he was trying to diminish the experience in the same way that I see a lot on social media with him saying, well, she didn't direct it at you, did she? Like, well, that's good, you know, because that would have been completely unacceptable. And then he like backs up a little bit. Well, it's it's unacceptable regardless kind of thing. But he was almost playing the role of the diminisher from jump on all of those talks. And from the first one, I mean, it was completely dismissive and they saw that that wasn't going to fly. So now it's okay. We can't dismiss it. So we'll attempt to acknowledge your feelings in it in the most basic way possible. But at the same time, let you know that it's still on you, which is a little frustrating to watch. And it's actually been frustrating on social media to watch the response too. Oh yeah. They're cruel to her. Yeah. They're like so cruel to her. Mm Mm-hmm. I just see the world a little differently, I guess. And I'm used to kind of being odd man out on this because I do try and, I don't know, look at it from every angle possible. But if there's an angle that I feel like you were saying where it crosses that line for me, moral compass wise, or how I think the world should be, I get a little more impassioned on 
those issues. So yeah, I'm not thrilled with how they handled it. It looks like they tried to wrap it up in a pretty little bow for us this week. We'll see if it rears its head or not coming up, but I'm not super hopeful with their history. <laughs> uh, I think they like Reyna isn't she doesn't play by their rules because like she went on to social media saying this is what's ha- happened to me and like she's letting us know and she's like I'm not playing I'm not going to be playing by the rules I'm not mm-hmm. going to shut up about it and that's part of what I love I love somebody who's not going to be under the thumb of somebody dangling money or a contract or something to buy their silence when you feel a certain way about something I feel like you should say it. And that's another reason why I've been cheerleading her so much is because I feel like so many people are telling her to shut up that I want to be on the side saying, don't shut up, tell what you have to tell and let it fall out how it should. So people have the information. I don't think hiding information helps anybody in the long run. I don't think it helps us grow. I don't think it helps us as a society. So I'm glad that she spoke out even if it did make me think a little differently about people who I previously enjoyed. Yeah. No, I get you. I mean, sometimes it happens. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you get disenchanted. I think that's the disenchanted someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But I think that I always try and keep in mind that in the end, there's always hope for redemption. And even if people do make the wrong call now, you have the chance to fix it forward. So hopefully we see that happen too. Live and learn, right? Yeah, for sure. I 100% agree with that. Live and learn. This is a learning opportunity for everyone involved. Right, exactly. Well, thank you again so much for joining me. I look forward to chatting with you still beyond this. How can people get a hold of you on Twitter? What's your handle there? My Twitter handle is RobB9419. Okay. I meant to ask you with the acting background, we know that some people use Below Deck as a platform to go on to do other things. Have you ever considered doing a show like that ever do a show like below deck right yeah I don't think I could I'm a little bit I'm kind of boring or <laughs> an awkward but like I'm you're normal <laughs> I, I'd probably be like you can't talk to me that way <laughs> or like just be like okay you messed with the wrong one right now don't even test me right now because like, I'm gonna give it back and you're not gonna like it I love that. I love that. I would watch you, buddy. (laughs) All right. Well, again, thanks for joining me. We will be back next week with a recap for episode 13. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple. And we will catch you next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me hearties.